Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The night of the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin incident, ufology got one of the strangest tales it's ever heard. The public got even more infatuated with UFOs and aliens, and the guys in Beyond Terrestrial got their next story. Tonight, we get in a gunfight with indestructible birds of prey on Beyond Terrestrial. Hello, Beyonders. Welcome back to Beyond Terrestrial. You have found your way here again, seeking truth. I'm Dan Martson. I'm recording south of the moon on the banks of the beautiful Snake River right now. My co-host, as always, one of the co-founders of Beyond Terrestrial, and a man who has visited Hopkinsville, Kentucky, Mr. Lee Eric Lee, tell us about this incident. Well, Dan, as you know, I'm coming to you from the Bell Witch's backyard, and I'm over here in the, uh, what is this? This Oh, this is the Haunted Barn Studios. Yeah, I almost forgot. Oh, um, <laughs> we gave that a name. <laughs> <laughs> we gave that a name. But the best thing about where I am located is about... 30 miles south of Hopkinsville, where this next episode goes. So, here we go. In the fall of 1955, members of two families, the Suttons and the Taylors, show up at the local police station with an incredible story to tell. They told officers their home had been besieged over the last four hours by beings similar to gremlins. Like, uh... Like, wait, hold on, Lee. Like uh, the 80s movie Gremlins or like um, the the man on the wing of the plane in that episode of The Twilight Zone? You remember that one? Like, I, I do. I do. I remember <laughs> that one. But it is 80s movie Gremlins. 80s movie let, Gremlins. Okay, good. <laughs> let me give you their description. These uh, creatures were small, three to four feet tall, humanoid figures with large heads large pointed ears, and large glowing eyes. Their arms were longer than you would expect for a creature its size, and their skin color was green. Oh. So you were talking about little green men. Exactly. Little green men. Okay, keep going. The the other amazing thing about this is they they said they had like a silver metallic-ish 
like bodysuit on. Um, think, uh, think like Star Trek. Uh, you know, Counselor Troy. Um, that kind oh. of tightness, oh, no. but oh, no. um, but silver, oh. and not quite as attractive. Like like any bad old sci-fi movie when they try and make it look super futuristic. Like, oh, let's just make the leotard silver. Exactly. There okay. you go. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> so these goblins spent more than four hours terrifying the helpless people of the home, including 11 men, women, and children. In true American fashion, the men fought back. The ensuing gunfight did little to reduce the frequency of the attacks. The shooters explained that when they would hit them, it had an audible ping, like when you're firing at one of those tin ducks in a shooting gallery. (laughs) The creatures would slowly drift to the ground, pop back up shortly thereafter, and continue what they were doing. With several rounds having no effect, the family knew they had to send for help. Some of them jumped in a car and sped off towards town. Wow. So, so, so you got the el- amazing 11 people in this house, Lee. 11 people. 11 yes. people. The little green men in their little metal suits are walking around the place doing, doing what? Like, like taking samples, so. trying to probe people's butts. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> So it is like an aggressive attack is the description they give. Now, it's like an invasion. In. Yes, kind of. Like, oh. so they are coming at this, like they are going to break into the house and I don't know, have you, their way with the women, <laughs> um, punch the children in the face and like oh, no. butt probe every man in the building. <laughs> they are storming the castle. Okay, okay, I, I'm... Fully yes. envisioning it now. I have a beautiful picture in my mind. Can, please continue. And, and at one point, the, and, and these these little green men, they're not just like, so they're not just on the ground. They're like in the trees. And at one point, they're on top of the house. And um, oh, one no. of the people gets their hair pulled. Um, oh, no. So like, it is just, uh, uh, it is... Ha- Pandemoniumly, they're coming in like through the windows on ropes, like in every movie where the SWAT team comes in. Yes, it is absolute pandemonium. It is hysterical. Like it is just off the wall. Like if you imagine any movie like where there is an alien invasion and everybody has just lost their minds, this is what's going on. Oh my goodness! Well, probably not if you're in the house thinking you're you're about to be taken over by aliens and. You know, they're going to have their way with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine being in that position. It's probably not hilarious. I apologize. Um, that being said, I've got a little bit more in the, in, the, in the standard story. Okay. So after the police were notified, they felt it was important to go investigate. You know, considering that people are notifying them about a bunch of gunfire in somebody's home. Yeah, shots so the fired. Officer, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired right this is the 50s but it's still a little extreme when somebody says we got in a gunfight with aliens right okay yeah the cops are gonna come definitely <laughs> worth sending a patrol car out to check it out exactly <laughs> so the officers show up and they find evidence of a long-winded gun battle yet 
no evidence of anybody or anything being injured. So there's no blood or nothing. Hmm. Finding nothing and things seeming to have calmed down once again, the police leave. Hmm. Only to find out the next day that the family packed up in the middle of the night and moved away, telling their neighbors that the attackers came back around 3 a.m. Really? So what's amazing about this story is the police really did find very little. Um, From the research that I found, there was some minor evidence of like a bird, like feathers and stuff. Um, But once again, no real blood, no, no bodies or anything like that. And Hmm. like all they found was some white feathers essentially. Well, these creatures didn't get, hit with the bullets they just went ping and then stood back up that's the only explanation right like Mm -hmm. like literally whatever they were wearing was um repelling the bullet completely some extremely high-tech fabric probably like who knows maybe it was a whole metal spacesuit thing yes yes (laughs) um Nanofibers, nanofibers, Lee. Nanofibers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We should call in. We, we should call in Chris Cogswell of the Mad Scientist fo- pa- podcast to find out if he knows anything about it. I think we should uh, apply for a patent right now. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fabric that stops bullets. Oh wait. Ah, dang it. <laughs> I think we missed the so boat Dan, on that one. So, Dan, what could have attacked the farmhouse without any injury to oneself and drove an entire family out of its home? Yeah, like pack up in the middle of the night and leave town. Wow. I don't know, so, Lee. What are, what are your theories? Well, my theory is based heavily on a skeptical point of view and... The reason I, I base this on the skeptical point of view is because of how crazy this story seems to be. Well, and how so, little evidence there is to support it. And how little evidence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, a extraordinary claim requires extraordinary evidence, right? Yep. Uh, or at least some evidence. <laughs> <laughs> at least some. <laughs> And the only evidence you find is that of a bird. So um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm just going to say, if you imagined a great horned owl or, um, or a barn owl or a snowy owl or a, there's like an eagle owl um, that's basically just a giant owl, um, mm-hmm. but the great horned owl in spe- or specifically lives in this area. Um, It is fiercely protective of its territory. And it has pointy ears. It is about three to four feet tall. Um, The silver suit, you know, hard to come by. I haven't seen very many owls (laughs) wearing high-tech garb. Um, But in the dark, uh, could it be... The, like, tan to whitish color of the owl's body, um, allowing it to Mm -hmm. float through the trees because you can't see the darker color of the wings. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you do see 
is big head with pointy ears or what looks like pointy ears um, coming at you with and, sharp claws. And then the pings are all just them like accidentally shooting their cars. <laughs> yeah, or the pings were literally nothing at all. There there was evidence from the police that they there was some intoxication. Now, I don't know how much intoxication there was, um, but I also know that alcohol and guns are not supposed to mix, um, mainly because you can't aim if you're drunk. So, well, Lee, not supposed to, but I know. this is Kentucky, it's the <laughs> 50s, like, come on. Come on. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> like, look, I love Kentucky. I think it's a beautiful state. Uh, I love the rolling <laughs> hills. I love the horse races. I love um, the uh, Creation Museum. <laughs> I, I, I love all the oddities and the beauty that Kentucky has to offer. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want to take a dump on Kentucky, but. In the fifties, Lee, it was a different time, and it was a it was a different place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um the the amazing thing about that thought pro like it, it it is it's Kentucky, but when you said that right, alcohol and drinking, my first thought was back when um you know when we worked at Schmallmart, right? Uh-huh. Um, and we would I would witness somebody come in. And purchase like a 42 pack of beer. I know they don't invent them, but they have them at Small Mart. Um, like a 42 pack of beer and then be over buying ammunition and hunting materials. And I'm just like, this sounds like it's going to end well. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know it. Um, look, Lee, Lee, the thing is, when you're at a hunting camp, you're out in the woods. And so you can only hunt during the daylight hours. What are you going to do when the sun goes down? Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, I mean, there's that. But here's the thing. If you're imbibing in the dark and then you see something that you think needs to be shot, you might not be in such a good situation. Especially with it being, you know, dark and you being drunk. Mm hmm. So. so let's say hypothetically one of their misses happens to hit something metal out in the field or out on the fence or what have you uh-huh. gives you a little ting. Um, great. Or even just uh, a good ricochet sound off a rock. You know, have you ever heard a yeah. ricochet Lee that? Yeah, exactly. It could be yeah. a good ricochet off a rock. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that could create a similar sound to what they described. Um and honestly, they're just missing a fucking owl attacking them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is that is so wildly. Let's hear from some of our friends at Fourth Hand. If you like podcasts and you like science, come on, baby, listen to us. Oh, my God. Is that good? (laughs) 
Yeah, that was that was epic. Listen to the Mad Scientist podcast on all of your iTunes and other listening things. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. And we sing. We sing. We sing a lot. We sing for science. Yes. We talk about science. We talk about history. We talk about ghosts and monsters and UFOs and things. And it's a lot of yeah. fun. So come learn about yes. ghosts and UFOs and physics and chemistry and a little bit of biology. And about economic collapse. On the Mad Scientist Podcast! Oh my God. And we're back. Now, evidently this story has gained some traction in the, you know, southern middle Kentucky region uh, locally. Lo- I should oh. it, it has gained some traction locally. That's a better yes. word. Yes, yes it has. So, first of all, just to preface this, there there's a couple reasons why they went to aliens with this. And the first one was earlier in the evening the a member of the family witnessed a light streak across the sky and come down uh, kind of just off in the uh, distance, basically. Uh Uh-huh. Now, that has since been fairly well disproven as a meteor, considering that they were able to say that there was a meteor that actually landed. um, So, pretty sure it was a meteor that he witnessed. Hmm. That being said, that gave... That that allowed the media to go somewhere amazing because this is the 50s once again. And it became Little Green Men from Mars. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so when the story came out in 55 in the papers, it was all Little Green Men Invade Kentucky. Yes. Little Green Men Invade Kentucky. Well, wow. here's the best part. Remember a couple episodes ago we mentioned how the town of Adams has done such a great job of capitalizing on its local legend. Oh, so yeah. is Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville every year does a little green men's fest, a little green men festival. And it is straight up amazing. I oh, haven't been real? able to be, be out there to actually witness the little green men festival, but I did go out and investigate the, the, the site. And so you get into Hopkinsville and they've got a they've got a like a town museum and I went to the town museum and that town museum um was closed because they were renovating it or something like that but I uh-huh. happened to catch a little historian lady and she's like 70 years old uh-huh and she is telling me the story again after I've heard it about 100 times but that's okay cuz she wants to tell me the story oh, and yeah. then she tells me uh, gives me directions to go out and see the site so I go out to the site of the Little Green Men Festival, and they have a, like, flying saucer effigy in the middle of a field, like a tick field field. <laughs> <laughs> and it is one of the best sights I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I, you're driving down in the middle of Kentucky, and you get out, and, like, I'm... There was, like, a young man, like, not a young man, a kid, 
that was just standing with his shirt off by the train tracks that you had to cross to get over to the mm. site. <laughs> right? Just kind of watching you, like, yes. awkwardly amounts of, like, watching. That kind of watching where you're kind of like, I think I should turn around. His, his bike just laid down in the dirt, just staring you down. No, here's the best part. There was no bike. But then a few minutes later, when we were on our way back, there was a bike. We don't know where the bike came from. He stashed, <laughs> stashed it in the bushes. I guess that's it. Like, but just the amount of staring. Like, I mean, he was probably 13 years old, but I still got oh, the... Yeah. <laughs> that banjo just music the... comes through strong in Kentucky, son. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. My, and Mike... Our former pod or like our former host was with me at the time and Mike just looks at me and he's like, dude, I think we get I think we need to get out of here. And I'm like, I think you're right. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You boys ain't from around here, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, at least at least the nice old lady showed you around and told you the story. That local color is priceless, you know? Um, Yes, that is so good. Yeah. All right. Now. Here's an offshoot story that has nothing to do with it, but you were on little kids who were crazy. Let me tell you a story. Um, back in the day, I was on the football team. No big deal. <laughs> first team all, first team all Central Idaho League center my senior year. Hashtag humble brag. Um, okay. But um, we went up to the town of Wallace. Uh, to play football. Uh, have you ever been to Wallace, Idaho, Lee? That's way up in North Idaho. Uh, no, I haven't made it to Wallace. Okay, well, it's up in the Silver Valley. It's a very historic town. Uh, talking about towns that capitalize on their history. Uh, Wallace is a mining town and also has a, um, I'm trying to find a good way to put this, a bordello. Uh, is, Ro- uh, is it the Rocky Mountain Oyster thing? No, no, they have a bordello that they've turned into okay. a museum. All right. Yeah. So it's a it's a very nice place. They have mannequins instead of ladies now. Um, but okay. High you, class you know, there. Yeah, oh, yeah, super high class. Um, anyway, we went to this football game. Uh, and the football field's actually in Silverton. You know, you know how it is, small towns next to small towns. Uh-huh. And we're like the bus driver went down the wrong road. And we ended up in like a trailer park and this this kid who must have been five was riding his bike around and sees us on the bus from another town and just flips us the bird. It was one of the funniest things ever. Oh man, it was oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. five year old kid he, out of here, city boys. <laughs> I think he was just mad that he couldn't ride his bike down the road because the bus was coming. <laughs> but um, you know, I, like I say, the things we make fun of Kentucky for, they happen everywhere. They really do. And it's not, I promise you, it's not making fun of Kentucky. Kentucky's just an easy scapegoat. Um, I know. Tennessee yeah. is an easy scapegoat. Like, half of us don't have teeth. So Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm moving to Mississippi, so, I mean, that's that state's the butt of many, many jokes. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Um, that's okay. I Idaho's like the state. Mississippi of the West, honestly. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. 
I love it. It's my home. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. But anyways, before we disparage any more states and lose any more listeners. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get cease and desist letters from like three other states. (laughs) What became of um, the, the families uh, in this Hopkinsville story. They packed up, left town, and then just never never to return? So, as far as I could find, they never really returned, and they didn't talk about it again. I mean, part of it happened to be that part of the fam, one of the families, um, they were literal carnies, and they were just oh. visiting. So, oh. it's like the rest of the family was like, I guess we're joining the circus. <laughs> <laughs> carnival folk oh yes okay i understand now (laughs) which is another reason to think like like maybe there was some exaggeration i mean if it helps the carnival business why not that's true that's very true I don't know if it helped the carnival biz- business for them. Well, evidently it has because the town has a festival now. <laughs> You're right. You are right. Yes. See, that's how you do it. You got to drum up business and you got to get people excited about something, you know, bring them out for whatever it is. I don't know. Um, like what was what was the town festival before the aliens showed up, you know? Uh, I don't think that probably the Tri-County Fair or something like that. (laughs) You know, um, my hometown, right, uh, they just called it, you know, name of hometown days, right? (laughs) Yeah. Not very original, right? Um, Now, Hopkinsville has a little Green Man Festival, totally unique, Um who cares if the story's absolutely bonkers? Uh, and who cares if there's no evidence? It's fun. It's different. It sets the town apart. Um, and it, it's just something that gets people out to support local businesses and uh, organizations. I'm totally down. I love it. And, and you have to look at it this way. Somehow that town was able to build a museum about the town history, which I I wasn't able to see much of it, but I'm willing to guess that between that and the Trail of Tears, I don't know if they got a whole lot else going on there. Uh, there yeah. was a state hospital um, that was like a loony bin. Oh, see, look, now you're talking, we got crazy people, we got alcohol, we got guns, we got little green men. This is a volatile combination, Lee. <laughs> this is Jerry Springer. <laughs> I know. You, you just throw all this into a pot. How can you not come out with a wild story? <laughs> Did we mention carnal, carnival folk? <laughs> oh, no. Carnival folk. <laughs> Small hands smell like cabbage. <laughs> No. Wow. And All right, know, guys. How do you... Wait, I got one more thing for Carnival okay. Folkly. I know you want to wrap this up. I know we're getting to that good spot uh, where we've played this out. But my question is, how do you go back to your job 
running the, uh, you know, pop the balloon with darts stand or, <laughs> or the, uh, zipper, you know, or the tilt-a-whirl. That's it. The tilt-a-whirl. Okay. <laughs> After you've been attacked by aliens, like how, how is normal life ever going to be the same Right. No, I think carnival folk is like the perfect job for somebody like that because like you get to see hundreds of people every day. Right. They don't care what you have to say. In fact, they already think you're crazy. So whatever you say doesn't matter to them. So you can look a guy right in the eye and say, I want shot an alien. Yeah. And you know what he's going to say? <laughs> uh, Good for two, you. T- two tickets for the Tilt the World, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like when one of those ducks, you hit one of those ducks in the shooting gallery, <laughs> ping, like that. Yep. That was what it sounded yep. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Can you imagine you're at the shooting gallery at the carnival? You're hitting the ducks, ping, 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 ping. He goes, that's what it sounded like when I shot them aliens. And you're just like, yep. <laughs> Be like, I'll, uh, I'll take the, uh, <laughs> the stuffed banana, please, with the, with the dreadlocks. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that particular item existed in carnivals in 1955, but that's okay. <laughs> You know what? At least it's a reference that people understood, and I stand by it. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. What I mean, what did you get at at a carnival in 1955? Probably like a a pink fuzzy bear or something like that. I don't know, some crap. Yeah, like um, three times the size of you. Um, yeah, a uh, a uh, uh, cardboard picture of Elvis Presley or some kind of thing. <laughs> most likely, whatever it was was filled with asbestos. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Probably a little bit of mercury and lead, too, just for fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be, like, be like, oh, yeah, we got a little bit of mercury. Let's play with it. Let's touch it. Let's drink some. Yeah. Good times. Simpler times, Lee. It was, it was simpler times and uh, deadlier times. Yes. But um, you know what? Even though, even though it was simple... It produced a wild tale that we have recounted for you here. Lee went over all the details. We threw in the bonkers, off-the-wall theories. Um, This is what you come to Beyond Terrestrial for, people. That's what I'm talking about. What do you think, Lee? (laughs) I think it was hilarious. Um, This is one of the best stories that... It cracks me up every single time I think of it. I, I get the image of... Those peop- those poor, terrified people, um, I-, I just besieged by the most ridiculous things possible. Um, I get that every time I think about it, and I'm about to laugh now. <laughs> I got one question for you, Lee. I got one question. Is everyone in your vision of this event wearing overalls? No. Um, the oh, women God. are wearing, like tattered dresses um the men are wearing either overalls or jeans and a wife beater that's like extremely (laughs) yellow no every in my mind lee uh, everyone's in overalls the whole crew (laughs) the the whole 
they, I mean, they work at Carnival League. Come on, uh, that's that's tough work putting those rides together and building the stands and taking people's money for rigged games. You know, that, that that's fair. Tough. Work Much there. love, <laughs> Lee. So, give us a overalls. Up. Every single one of them. Guys, everyone with a gun in their hand. We truly appreciate you here uh, at the Entree. Maybe a cigarette so and much. a bottle and of beer. And have a wonderful uh, night. You know, an Peace. alien breathing down their neck. Reaching down from the porch to grab their hair. Teeth missing in every smile. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no, Lee. Now that is just a terrible, terrible stereotype. I'm not saying it's because of them being <laughs> from Kentucky. It's because they're carnival folk. Oh, you know, maybe. <laughs> you didn't. Well, and it's the 50s. I mean, come on. I. Ooh, ooh. Carnival folk dentistry in the 50s? Not a thing. Yeah. But, okay, guys. I, I do think it's about time to wrap this one up. <laughs> we have gone all over the place in this one, Lee. I love it. listening to beyond terrestrial podcast you can check us out on apple pod google play and other major podcast platforms and if you want to keep up with the show goings on like us on facebook follow us on twitter at beyond t pod that's beyond the letter t pod and as always you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on beyondterrestrial.com that's right we got the dot com and if you want to help out the show Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.